This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Morning Majlis podcast. Join the conversation with the Morning Majlis, Pulse 95. Final term of school in Sharjah. Hopefully that brings smoother roads and smoother traffic flow in the mornings. That's going to be one of the wishes of those people who are who don't have children in schools. But for uh, parents, it's going to be a, a sigh of relief that is going to be finally the end of term. And to talk to us in greater detail about the end of term, we're very kindly joined by Heather French, who is the head of EYFS, as well as the HPL at the Scholars International Academy. Very good morning to you. Good morning. It's lovely to be here. Great to have you on board with us. Now, uh, end of school term in Sharjah. Uh, this is going to be the final week. Hopefully we'll see better flow of traffic. But how's the, uh, the, the end of the first term uh, been for you in the year 2023 to 24? Well, we've very much enjoyed uh, this term. Um, we've had a super um, set of experiences to give the children. We've had plenty of trips and Um, excursions out of school which is always popular Mm -hmm. we've had lots of events in the school invited lots of um, visitors and speakers so that we get a really good kind of whole community um, uh, feeling and sensation in our school so um, we're very pleased with how things have gone this term and you know, being educated myself, being educated here in Sharjah, one thing that I possibly took for granted and then realized when I went back to the UK for university was how multicultural the education system is here and how that makes you a multicultural individual. And that's priceless. You know, when, when you're going and you're working abroad, it's an employable factor. Do you think that that is really important for schools to embrace that, to really welcome all people from all walks of life into their school to really help the kids out? I think that's a really important uh, factor. Um, I myself um, chose to um, put my two sons through Mm. international school here in the UAE for that very reason. I trained as a teacher in the UK and did uh, a few years back there and decided to make international education my career. So it's very close to my heart. Mm. Um, So important for so many reasons. I'm not quite sure where to begin, but I would definitely say after having two sons go through university that they were very familiar with so many different cultures and respected and and were interested in so very many different people. And I think that is um, a huge plus for the UAE. Um, and certainly it's a, a chance for us as educators to help support that kind of growth mindset, to be able to look at the perspective and opinions of others and to be able to really uh, embrace the fact that people have different um, uh, um, cultural beliefs, etc., and that we can um, learn from each mm. other. So, for me, that's a real highlight of working here in this global community. It is also common that we hear about the high performance learning. Uh, yes. I would like to know more about what it is and its benefits and its impact on learner development. Okay, so I am the high performance learning lead of the whole school. Mm-hmm. And um, what we really fundamentally believe in is that there is no ceiling for children. So all learners can achieve their highest potential and we mustn't put a cap on that. So it's about ensuring that learners um, 
come into uh, school with um, a certain uh, belief system that they can do as well as everybody else. And we scaffold that learning to ensure that that happens in a school. Um, we don't put children into groups of low ability and middle ability mm -hmm. like um, many schools have done in the past and to be honest still happens in many schools in the mm. UK. Um, we believe that we're supporting them by ensuring that they have got the skills to be able to discuss their own learning so that they think um, Uh, about how they need to progress and, and what skills they need to improve on in order to progress both academically and holistically as a as a person. Brilliant. Now, are you, you also look after the the creative side uh, for, for these students. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about um, how important is it to push this creative side of things? Because uh, a lot of times it can get balanced out because of trying to to gain that academic success, but importance of creativity. Again, this is very close to my heart, having mm. done a drama and music degree. So um, for me, again, um, I'm going back to my boys and I'm going to come back to yeah. schools again. <laughs> <laughs> um, both of my uh, children, um, I, um, they've done science and they've done maths, but they also did music and they also did drama and i really truly believe that having the balance of both sides of the spectrum is important um i think that particularly after you know the post covid scenario i think we have to understand more about how um learners learn and many learners learn not necessarily through Um, the maths and science um, world, mm. that they need that um, ability to express themselves both musically or uh, theatrically or, or artistically. And we have to tap into that. We have to make sure that we are providing the very best opportunity for learners to be able to access mm. that side of their personality. It's brilliant. Now, I'd like to use this as a as a moment to 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 get uh, more you know more tips for the the young ones, especially because as you look after the primary side of the school, primary section of the school, uh, they have to make some interesting career choices. So when they go into year nine, maybe into year ten, and even for uh, AS and A2 levels, choices of their subjects becomes very very important. So w when I was younger, I did my history, uh, business studies, and I added drama to have that mix of you know, a relaxed atmosphere and something to be a bit more creative about. Um, how important is it to have a good balance of GCSEs and AS that you don't get too dragged into extreme academics, that you have uh, the other creative side, it would be a PE or, or even drama or DT? So I'm going to go and answer that question <laughs> by going back into EYFS. Yes. So I think it starts at a very early age. Yeah. And um, we, um, as a team, have decided to um, enhance our creative curriculum in SIA. I'm going to just mention that school because we have decided to bring in um, specialists for um, two or three sets of music lessons, which is, um, you know, a big plus, I think, for the early Um, years we've brought in specialist drama teacher to start right down in the early years um, we have specialist art teachers that come in to support teachers and to make that a really huge and central part of our curriculum early on um, mm. 
and that goes up through the school. And so when um, learners are making that choice, when they're in year nine, as you um, just mentioned, the options years, um, they have got the full complement of choice mm. there so that they can make that informed decision um, and that to know that there are other options. I mean, not everybody is a mathematician. Mm. Not everyone is a scientist. So I do think that it's important to have the balance of both right from the very beginning. Mm. I'm glad we're talking about the choices that you're making when you're in year nine and so forth because from my perspective, I remember it felt like it was the biggest decision ever. The pressure was massive. And when you're growing up and you are just that age, it is a huge decision. And that pressure can be detrimental to a lot of students and a lot of children these days. And I think the educational sector is ever changing with the understanding of the mental side of it, the mental health and the emotional side that it, it comes. Do you think that the educational sector understanding mental health can really help the academic academic development of these children. Absolutely. I think well-being has been something that's been at the forefront of all schools uh, globally. Um, how can we ensure that um, our learners are in the very best place that they can be? Because we all know that if we are um, suffering emotionally, that makes learning that much harder. And um, so... Um, we are much more aware of that coming out of the pandemic. Um, again, that's brought to the highlight. If, if, if you like, that's kind of a positive at the end of it because I think all schools are really looking, taking a, a step back and looking at the curriculum they're providing. And are we giving enough um, depth uh, to our uh, wellbeing curriculum? Have we got a wellbeing curriculum? And how is that being integrated across all subject areas and are we really thinking about skills um, going forward I mean even if we think about drama the skills that drama bring that ability to speak that ability mm -hmm. to voice opinions and listen to others that's all integral and that that's that's why we have um, really emphasized um, for example drama starting very early on um, I think that does help with well-being and I think having um, well-being representatives um, from uh, our learner leaders. We're very proud of our learner leaders at school. And I do think um, learners supporting other learners mm -hmm. is a really um, important and positive step forward as well. And certainly with HPL being central to our school, that's how we are um, developing. Uh, we are supporting our leadership mm -hmm. in that way. Brilliant. And I, I'd like to you know, commend the, the drama side of things. And a lot of parents will be thinking, why drama? Why do you have to choose it? You know, I've got to say that it, it, it has helped me overcome a lot of stage fright. So those opening lines of so foul and fair a day I've not seen have, uh, have made it easier to present <laughs> that a, was great. A, a show. It's showing off now. <laughs> yeah. um, but now, can you talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, a message to the parents, you know, when they're really concerned about their children, especially uh, in knowing that there's four day work week in charge. So they, they're concerned about their children's dedication to education, given three day weekends. Uh, what, what positive results have you seen of the of the three day weekend um, here in charge academically? OK, so I think what we've really tried to do in, in this situation um, is engage parents more frequently and more in depth in our school um in the running of our school and 
listening to parents on a regular basis, holding workshops, inviting parents into schools, seeing how we learn, um, looking at how things may be different perhaps from when parents were at school and how things are happening now. Having um, dialogue with mm. the parents about, for example, high performance learning, how that's um, impacting across our school and how parents can um, use high performance learning um, skills both at home in their home learning and in life in general. That's really where I think we've been coming from. I think the three day weekend um, has had a very positive impact in terms of the home learning. So mm. we don't call it homework, we call it home learning because it's a negative implication for some on that mm. homework. <laughs> so the home learning um, aspect, we try to get parents involved ourselves with, you know, what does that look like? How can you support? What, what kind of things, what skills are needed? So, for example, in early years, we very much encourage um, take your child shopping. Mm. Have a look at um, have a look at the um, prices. You know, are they numbers or letters? That kind of thing. Make a cake. You know, uh, with your mm. learners, with your children. You know, think about the the quantities. For example, it's not all about sitting down and writing worksheets. Practice is very important, and uh, home learning. In home learning activities, there are um, many practice opportunities. I think that moving away from home learning, actually talking to mm. your child and making sure that you ask them for their opinions and that you listen to their opinions and you give them choices um, mm. and allow them to develop as um as individuals because it's quite easy sometimes for parents to make the dominant decisions but it's much more about that engagement with the parent um, child discussion ensuring that they are listening to their children mm. you know outside of school do you do you see any trend of students nowadays they're interested in certain skills uh, that are different than when in our generation we were interested, for example, as Abdul Karim said, for example, in drama. Nowadays, where is the shift going? Where is the trend going? I think, I, I mean, I'm always going to say that technology is mm. there, isn't it? And, um, you know, so many teachers globally will say that um, our, our learners know more than we do, that they are one step ahead and it's harnessing that um the obviously the um ai and mm -hmm. the use of it is is an important mm -hmm. discussion that all um institutions around the world will be having and how that's used in schools and at home um i i think really also another thing that i am noticing is that um our learners are really embracing um the community events and leadership um opportunities in a way that perhaps that perhaps it is because we're putting such a lot of emphasis on on um, being um, part of a you know we are social beings mm -hmm. we are sociable people and 
perhaps in COVID when that was restricted, now we are in a situation we can really develop that and we can really emphasise that that is an important part of being a human being. Mm. I'm, I'm really glad you touched on AI there for a little bit because I'd love to ask you, do, do you believe that the educational sector looks at AI as more of a challenge or an opportunity when it comes to students these days? I think both. Um, I, I, I think you'll always have those who... Um, will try to um, uh, dissuade the use of it within um, education and beyond. Um, but I, th I think that is not personally, I don't think that's the right approach. It's here, we can't ignore it. Mm. We have to embrace it. We could have said the same about the internet. We Absolutely. could have said the same, you know, we have to use it. It's finding the right way and of course that has its challenges and we're we're learning ourselves mm -hmm. we're, we're learners in this in this situation too and i think it's important to recognize that you know nobody knows the answers mm -hmm. <laughs> no you're right mm -hmm. deep inside i want to ask you something and i don't want to put you on the spot but i just want to <laughs> really ask you this um you know part of the curriculum the current curriculum do you wish that there were school subjects That, to, that should be integrated in uh, school curriculums nowadays, especially here in Sharjah. And yeah, what are I, they? I, I really do. And um, top of my list would be sustainability mm -hmm. um, and the um, the green the greening of curriculum. And I think a lot of schools, particularly in Sharjah, has been a huge focus for um, the the ministry here to ensure that we are not surface touching. Uh, we're not all doing a project once a year and that's it, we've forgotten about it. That mm. is actually looking at our curriculum and embedding it more deeply mm. and more thoroughly across all subject areas. So yes, sustainability, um, even things like um, uh, financial. Absolutely. There are so many other areas that I think we we, we do need to, um, to touch on, touch on right. and and make sure it's covered in our curriculum. Yeah, financial yeah. knowledge especially, it's very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why you know, the, the point that you raised about taking ch your children to supermarkets is, is a very useful yeah. uh, tool to get them to understand the importance of budgeting and why you choose a certain product. Well, uh, Heather French, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much. <laughs> This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 7 a.m.